along your journey. TJ's back there. He's wearing a blue sweatshirt. He will guide you if you get lost. Hopefully you don't get lost. Uh, anyway, this is a fellowship. So if you have a question or comment anytime during the service, raise your hand. I will bring you the mic. Or Samuel will bring you the mic. Maybe Nick. One of the guys will bring you a mic, and if we hand you the mic, please hold it in the fashion that I am holding it uh, so the people at home can hear you clearly and the people in the audience can also hear you clearly. Not too far, not too close, just right. Uh, please check your cell phones right now. Silence the cell phones. Silence the cell phones. Please check. Please check. It's just really awkward when the cell phones go off. I feel uncomfortable. It makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> In fact, you can't do this to me. Please stop. Uh, and if, you know, some of the guys, some of the guys in the back, there's prime real estate in the front if you guys want to move forward. Uh, Jesse doesn't bite. I do, but I'll be in the back, so it's not a big deal. Uh, if anybody wants to move forward, they can do so. Uh, so the lollygaggers uh, who are coming in late, and there will be some, uh, maybe they'll move to the front. Uh, anyways, uh, also no food or drink. It looks you like everybody's following the rules on that. You can sit together. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Doesn't it look like the clan? <laughs> this is white. My, my kind of people. <laughs> a whole bunch of white people <laughs> on the same row. <laughs> That's a class meeting. <laughs> um, no, I'm playing. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, no food or drink. I don't think anybody's disobeying those rules uh, before, during, or after. Anyways, that's all for me. Thanks, guys. Happy Sunday. Thank you. Good job, Chris. Thank you. Chris has on new clothes. New shoes, new, shoes, new clothes. He was walking like Hitler in the back office. He really was coming in like this. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's walking like Hitler. He felt like Hitler this morning. Sharp dresser. <laughs> um, My trainer, like, okay, we're going hiking tomorrow. I'm like, I'm not going hiking. I'm going to let my body rest. He's treating me like I'm in training for a contest or something, bodybuilding contest. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Justin Peterson. You can get involved by, uh, on the YouTube, going to our YouTube chat line. And if you have any questions, Hake will take them. And thank you for being with me. Thank you all for being with me. Thank you for coming. Amazing. Um, any first timers? Oh, no. The Klansmen. <laughs> What's your name and where are you from? I'm Greg from San Mateo. I'm sorry. Hold on one minute there. Greg from San Mateo. Nice. How did you hear about us? Um, mostly through my son, Matthew. Which one is Matthew? Right on. Matthew's been here before. And so what was your first impression when Matthew said, Dad, Dad, 
He said, I looked at this black man. He sounded white. Well, I've seen you on Fox a few times, and I've watched your videos on YouTube, and I like the word you're putting out. Oh, uh, thank you. Anything you disagree with at all? I need to watch more, <laughs> but I like you. Yeah. I like are the you, word. Are you married? Yeah. You're the head of your wife? <laughs> that means no. <laughs> Everything's cool. We're, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not the head. Any questions or disagreements at, at all about anything? No. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. And what's your name? I'm Kyle, also from San Mateo. Right on. And how old are you? I'm 17. You're 17? Wow, you're a baby. <laughs> Any, how did you hear about us? Uh, through my brother. Oh, yeah. oh that's your brother? Uh, yes. Oh, nice. And uh, what was your first impression of the first video? You remember? Well, I'd have to check out more. I'm just here as the first time just to hear what you have to say. Uh, have you watched any videos at all? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, you're in for a surprise. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Well, I'm glad you're here. Oh, well, thank you. All right. What's your name? Matthew. Matthew, thanks for coming, man. It's a pleasure to be here. And, and any questions or comments or disagreements or anything? No. Yeah. No. Well, um, and so have you gone and forgiven your mother and all that? Uh, my mother died. She did, but uh, she did. Um, yeah, I forgave her. I mean, I forgive her and uh, forgive my parents. And right uh, on. I discovered you a year ago, um, and you've helped me a lot. And uh, so I've been telling my family about you and uh, mentioned I was wanting to come down here, and they wanted to come too. So right on, I'm man. happy. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Uh, how old are you? I'm uh, 29. You're you're 29. Yes. Wow. You look 17. Yeah. <laughs> How's life going for you? How's life? Much better now. Yeah. And when you say much better now, what do you mean? Uh, what was it before? Just lost in uh, a lot of anger and fear and uh, didn't know what direction I was heading. Right on. And now it's, it's working out, starting to work out. Yeah, a lot yeah. more, a lot better. Right on, man. Nice. And what's your name? Chris. Chris. Yes. So are you the brother too? Yes. So three boys? You made all boys? I got one girl. You made her last? Yes. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Real men made boys first. That's right. Right on. Um, Any questions? Chris, right? Yes. Thank you for coming. Um, Any questions or disagreements or anything? No. No? No? You say no? No, I don't have any Oh, okay. Questions. Have you seen any of the videos? Yes. And what did you think? Uh, pretty funny. Pretty funny? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> How's life? Good. It is? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Me too. All right. Anybody else first time? Oh, cool. Any questions about anything? Oh, this is your first time? Oh, yeah. It is? Right on. What's your name and how did you hear about us? Dustin. Dustin. YouTube. Nice. Dustin is a white name, right? Oh, yeah. How you end up with a white name? Uh, the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, welcome, man. You live here in L.A.? No, I live in Ohio. Ohio? Yeah. Wow, you come a long ways. Yeah. Um, what was your first impression of the videos? Um... No, 
it was funny, but I, I, I understood it totally. Because, yeah, I already read Thomas Sowell and everything like that. Oh, okay. So, like, and uh, Larry Elder I already knew about, so it was plugged right into me, right, really. Right on, yeah. man. Uh, any questions or disagreements or anything? No. You went and forgave your mother? Oh, yeah. How did that go? It went good, yeah. She like apologized? Since, yeah, it was smooth. She cried a little bit, but it was She it cried? Was nice. Yeah. They always cry. Yeah. They're trying to treat you. Good. So life is better now? Oh, yeah. Life is good. Right on. Mm-hmm. Any questions or anything? No. All right. If you do, let me know, man. You come a long ways. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah. Amazing. Glad to be here. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Any questions? Anybody had a life this week? Oh, good. In the back. Um. So, like, I want to say maybe about a month ago, I forgave my mom, um, and it's kind of funny because she actually, like, told me, like, you know, you have to forgive me, you know, because we were just talking, and, um, you know, I was like, you know, you're right, you know, I've been kind of waiting for a while to kind of, because I've been watching your videos for a little while and stuff, and I've been just kind of waiting to just kind of get things off my chest with her and how I feel and stuff like that, and, you know, I told her I forgave her and everything, and, you know, she was just... She was just, you know, just, you know, very loving and kind of thanking me for forgiving her and stuff. And, you know, she was just telling me, like, you know, she didn't really know how to be a parent. You know, she yeah. was young. She yeah. was, you know, kind of stupid and hanging with the wrong crowd and stuff. And I kind of realized, like, I was talking to my aunt, and she was kind of like the main person that, like. Can you come up here? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, come on over. You, you're by yourself. Yeah, come up here. I just kind of, like, was talking to her for a little bit, and we were talking about, like, my dad and my mom and stuff, and she was kind of the one that raised me more than my mom because she just, like, worked. My mom worked a lot trying to support me and stuff. Your aunt did? No, my mom. She was, she gave me to my aunt, basically, and I was with her more than my mom. Oh, okay. Your mother gave you to your aunt? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I just kind of realized, like, the relationship I have with my mom was, like, really rocky, you know, for, like, such a long time. And I realized, you know, I kind of liked my aunt more than my mom, yeah. you know, because I just grew up around her more. I, you know, just was around her a lot more. And so, you know, she was just telling me, you know, thank you for forgiving me, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she didn't know how to be a mom and stuff, but she told me, like, I haven't forgiven my dad yet. So you have like, not? No. Why not? Because um, I was here, like, maybe a month or two months ago or something like that. And I asked you about, like, how should I go about forgiving, you know, my mom and my dad. And it's funny that my mom told me to forgive her and stuff like that. Right. But I don't know. It's just my dad. We just, you know, like I said before, we probably don't remember. But like I said before, I just, I wasn't around him a lot as a kid because, you know, he worked a lot too. So it was just like, you know, we didn't really have a good bond. But you lived together. You grew up with him in the well, home. I was with him, and then I was with mom. Oh, okay. I was with him. So it was kind of like back and forth. Oh, so your father and mother wasn't, wasn't together? No. Oh, I see. Yeah. But you would spend time with him? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so uh, I just realized, you know, that, I mean, it is important to forgive my dad and stuff, but we just, you know, we just had such a bad relationship, you know. It was just you like, and your father? Yeah, it was just. What's a bad relationship? Um, you had to beat him up? 
No. You uh, ever fought with him? Uh, once. You hit him? Oh, I didn't hit him. He, you, know, you wanted to hit him? I did. <laughs> uh, so what's a bad relationship with your father? Um, I guess not talking and having like a conversation a lot. Yeah. You know, it was more yelling and physical sometimes. Oh, I see. And I just, you know, he, he was such, I can't say bad influence, but he just had so many different women in my life, you know what I'm saying? Because he, so many different marriages, so many different, you know, just, I don't know, just so many different, uh, uh, not background, just that, what am I thinking of? Um, I don't know, just so many different, I don't know, just women in my life that were trying to be my mom. Uh, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? And so, I don't know, we just, I could never get along with him because we just never had a good conversation, and he would just bring different people around, bad people, you know, around, stuff like that. So, I don't know, yeah, I'm just, I I did forget my mom, I just wanted to say that. And do you want to get closer to your father? Yeah. You want to? You're going to have to do it if you want to be free. Yeah, my aunt, she was telling me, like, you know, and everything just resonated with me. She was just telling me, like, you know, she told my mom that this was going to happen. You know, I was going to resent her. I was going to resent my dad because, you know, it was just, you know, the way I grew up was just bad. And she just had a feeling, you know, she almost knew it. And so I just, it kind of hit me. I was like, you know, you're absolutely right, you know, because I did resent them for a really long time, you know. So, right. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Are you afraid to face your father? Or you just don't know what to say? Uh, sort or both. of. Kind of both, yeah. You're afraid. How old are you? Uh, 22. 22. Oh, you're young. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to go to him and, and know that he, can't, he couldn't help himself because he has not overcome his mother. That's why he, when you don't overcome your mother, the woman is your God. And men can't handle their gods, right? So he couldn't help it. He loved you. He just didn't know how to deal with it. Your mother, the next woman, and the next woman. You try to get something from them they didn't, they don't have, but he loved you, and so you need to forgive him so that God can forgive you. You don't need anything from him at this time because your your age. But once you forgive him, you will be completed, and then you can live your life. And just say, "Hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. What happened in your life, or something?" That way, you see where he's coming from. Because I was thinking about, should I like? Because he's he's in Virginia, he stays there, and so I was thinking about like, should I just call him or should, can I just text him? Like you know, text him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> God ain't into texting. <laughs> no, no, you should try to FaceTime with him, because you want to be looking at him so you can get your courage back. Are you dating? Uh, I was. You got beat up by the woman? Um, well. Let me, yes. <laughs> not like beat up, but more like she was just trying to control me like so much. Yeah. And it's, I don't, it's kind of really funny how I came across you and like a few other people because we were kind of like, when it came to like the way we viewed life, we were just kind of like almost complete opposite. Like I'm just going to say it. She was super liberal. She like was one, a liberal? 150%. Yeah. She went to UCLA. 150%. In political science. Yeah. So it's just, and I didn't get it. You know, she was uh, half, she's half Chinese and half uh, Filipino. 
and she came here like maybe 2013 or something like that. And so uh, her mom, she died. She did. Of like, can- yeah, of like cancer or something like that. And she had a really terrible relationship with her dad, her and her sister. And so once I came across you, and then you, you, talk, you talk about the father, how important it is the father to be in the life and stuff like that. And I just realized she was just really always angry. You know, she hadn't yeah. overcome her dad or anything like that. She just, so I just realized just like, and about the love, I was watching a video about what you say, like what love is and stuff like that. Yeah. In the beginning stages, like it was fun because, you know, we were having um, a lot of uh, sex and stuff like that. Oh, you're a slut maker. And uh, <laughs> what a slut maker. Uh, it's always good in the beginning. Love is always fun when it's new. And it's only the reason why. And she like asked me, like, why didn't you say you loved me for such a long time? And I mean, I loved her, but I didn't like the other side of her. Right. You know? Like, I didn't love that part. You know, yeah. so I was just like, that's the reason why I couldn't really say that to her because she was. When she got mad, she got mad, you know, and it was just like, wow, you know, this is what I'm with. But, you know, in the beginning, you know, when we were getting to know each other and having a lot of, like, second stuff, it was, you know, <laughs> good. Uh, but then, what, uh, yeah. But, and so how, did, did you break up with her or she broke up with you? It was kind of just mutual. Oh, okay. So you see how difficult it was in that relationship? Yeah. That's what your father dealing with, with every woman. And so if you marry that woman, you will end up leaving your kids with her because you can't handle her. And you will end up leaving your children with her. And she would do to you, to your kids what your mother done to you, or even worse. And then the mother would tell them that it's your fault and not their, not hers. It's the same thing. That's why you got to forgive your father. He couldn't help it. Yeah, that's. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I just got to forgive my dad. So. Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, that means no. I mean, I I am. Are you doing it every morning, every night? Uh, no. Then you're not doing it, man. What the? Well, I mean, I did it this. I did it. Okay, I'll say consistently all week. I've done it morning and night. Yeah. Well, once the weekend hit, I was. I didn't even <laughs> so God, like you know what? You can have the weekend off. <laughs> Go play with Satan this weekend. <laughs> I'll watch over your soul anyway. <laughs> Stay with it, and and try to face your father. All right, you need that's the last step, and you'll be free. All right. Yeah. Right on, man. Um, any other questions or comments or anything? Yes, sir. So I have a question about, uh, I've often heard on your show, you talk about, you know, people that are leaving California, that they're running. Um, and I've just been thinking about that or, you know, trying to contemplate that a little bit deeper. The, but I've also heard you talk about something like, don't, um, don't strengthen your enemy. I mean, like, don't send your kids to the public schools, for right. example, because you're just giving them over to the enemy to be destroyed. Yeah. So it's like, well, then why stay in California? I mean, since the election uh, that Larry Elder unfortunately didn't get in, um, I'm just looking at like every tax dollar I spend here is just strengthening my enemy. Yeah. 
Um, California, when I moved here, was an amazing state. When I grew up here, it was. And because it had good, conservative, Christian men and women living here. And if they had stayed, it would be stronger today. And it, But they packed up and ran when things looked like they were getting bad. They ran. And now look at it now, right? And then so now nice. the enemy is moving to their, you know, making a way over to them. Going to conservative states and things like that. And so at some point you have to face the enemy within and the one without. Because he's going to follow you wherever you go. Oh, I, I agree with that. Um, and California is like an amazing state. We shouldn't just give it up like that. Now, if you have to, I understand. But I would want to fight as long as I can. Are you about to leave too? That's just something I'm uh, contemplating for a little bit longer term. Are you going to Texas? No. You going to Florida? No. Where are you going? I'm thinking more like Idaho or Utah. Oh, amazing! Land's cheap out there. Yeah. Well, they have. The, they are looking at those places too. Oh, they're looking at everywhere. The, yeah. gra- the grave is never satisfied. So, and the enemy never stops. His job is to destroy. I, I agree with that absolutely. But I'm not telling you not to go. You know your own personal life, and sure, of course, what you can afford to do and, and I, not to do. But just, I just recommend not running. Oh, I agree with that I, uh, as well. Yeah, uh, we're supposed to be buying a building. I have to wait until we can see where to buy. Because every time we're about to buy it or look around, something else happened. So I'm just being patient with it. I'm doing the same. I'm just yeah. trying, I'm taking a wait and see. It's something I'm like not saying to do or not saying not to do. Right. Just, just, yeah. But it just, it's more, the question is more on the spiritual level of, um, I don't think it's wrong to leave the state, again, if you're not running. Uh, it, it's just like, but it, again, the, since the election, it's more dawned on me, or at least my point of view, is that California is really going to have to suffer before there's going to be change. I mean, yeah, like big-time suffer. Yes. Because people had the opportunity to make a change when the suffering was, you know. But I think the people may have suffered enough by now. I, I don't I think, think so. I think we're going to start seeing a change. <laughs> From my perspective, I don't see that. But I, I hope, hope you're right. Yeah, I hope I am, too. Yeah. Yeah. You have a wife and kids? You know. So if you run, it's just going to be you. <laughs> no, I'm running by myself. No, no, but make, that's a decision you have to make. All right? Any other questions, comment, or anything? I like that painting you gave me. It's amazing. Is it a, what is it? An unborn baby? No, it's a, my character from one of my stories. His name is Ibram. You what? Is from one of my stories. His name is Abram. He's based on uh, the the like my older brother, which my mom aborted. So that, that's who that character I based it on. Oh, you aborted, babe. Your brother? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You did a very nice job on that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Well done. Well, I'm glad to see you too. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Did you have your hand up? Um, how I just wonder, do you know how, how is Satan able to operate within so many people? I mean, it's just, you know. Real easy. <laughs> Satan operates in all people. There's not one person on earth that Satan does not operate through. So he's just 
I'm sorry? He's just everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Amazing. But he operates through the mind. Right. And that's the real battle that we're facing, the, the battle of the mind and the battle of the soul. And if you don't recognize the Father's voice, then you're going to lose the battle. God said, my children shall know me by my voice, and that my voice is a voiceless voice. But everybody, because we're all born in sin, born through, you know, the woman, we become familiar with Satan's voice first. Well, first we were familiar with God's voice as little kids. You notice how little kids, uh, they just play around, they don't hold grudges, and then the parents get mad about that and slap them. <laughs> they hate the innocence of the children, and so they make the kids become angry, especially the mother. And the moment the kids become angry, that's when the kids escape into the imagination and start listening to Satan's voice. The real battle, if you really, 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 really get to know yourself, the real battle is not someone else, even though there is a battle going on between mankind. But the real battle is with you. It's not with anyone else. It's really with you. And that battle is that you believe lies. You believe the thoughts of Satan thinking that they're your own or that they're from God. That's the real, if you ever conquer that, Life is amazing. That's why you have to get to know yourself, pray and watch, because the real, real bad, it's hard for most people to doubt thoughts. Most people don't know and are not convinced yet that all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. Isn't that amazing? What? All thought, anybody... Is there anyone here who is not convinced that all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything? So all of you are convinced of that? So everybody here should be walking on water. (laughs) What's wrong? Did you know that all thoughts are all lies all the time? I'm sorry? You didn't know that? You've heard that? Yep. Do you believe that? I don't know yet. Have you ever tested your thoughts to see if they were true or not? No. <laughs> and why not? Uh, I don't know. I haven't yet, no. They're going to drive you crazy if you don't get over them soon. <laughs> they will literally drive yep. you crazy. Yeah, I guess they will. Do you create your own thoughts? Uh, no. Where do they come from? I guess the outside world. The outside world? And yep. what do you mean by that? Uh, how you interpret things from the outside. How you interpret from the outside? Uh, yes. And how does that create thoughts? I, I guess it's how your mind interprets what's going on, and then you memorize what it is. Interesting. You agree with that? The mic, the pass the mic behind. You agree with what he's saying? I, I could understand what he's saying. What that's, is he that's saying? That's an interesting uh, yeah. uh, point of view. And what does he say that you understood? The, uh, the, the, the world which I would be surrounded by Satan, you know, and uh, evil uh, gets to us and makes us think that we're understanding whatever's going on, you know. Like, I believe all thoughts are lies all the time, but sometimes I'll forget 10 minutes into a thought really deep, you know. (laughs) And then at the end, I'm like, whoa, snap out of it, man, you know. Because it gets deep. It hurts sometimes, you know. It hurts, huh? It brings up some bad stuff or worries 
something that hasn't even happened yet, and then you guys just got to snap out of it and keep doing silent prayer, keep positive, keep moving. How do you deal with the pain of thought that comes from thoughts? You get high? No, no. Oh, I need a joint. Yeah, physically. Oh, yeah. I do something physical, right? Oh, you do. But yeah, I'm. Sometimes I I have to say out loud that all thoughts are lies. I have to all by myself in the corner, you know, like get out of your head, man. Stop. (laughs) Even the good thoughts, even the good, I you know, fantasies or whatever. Oh, if I go get this job, oh, if it comes out like this, oh, then what am I talking about? Hasn't even happened yet, you know. I'm not. Yeah. Who am I talking to? You know. Just stuck. Now I'm not focused on what I'm doing, you know. So. Did you know that you were that in your head before you heard me say you need to overcome thought? Had you realized that you were living in your head? Yeah, I used to, you know, like to escape into my own head. You know, yeah. just really cool imaginations. I'll star star in my own movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but Amazing. I never realized how much it distracted me from the world, you know. Yeah, or from what has to be done, you know, my my job. And so, how do you deal with the pain when it comes now? We we get the thoughts, or you feel good, or you feel bad. What do you do? Well, I realize that you know it's it's my own mind playing tricks on me, and. Uh, I guess the answer would be I, I try to stay as busy as possible from doing hiking, like some people are hiking here. But, uh, you know, stay physical activities. And, and, and does that help? It helps a lot, actually. It does to, to just exert a lot of energy at the gym or um, helping people out, you know, helping people at their, you know, just giving them a hand, you know, giving people hands, just trying to make a positive thing. It's kind of not as easy as you think, you know. Because <laughs> you kind of isolate yourself from the. I feel isolated from my life before. I see old friends and they're still doing the, showing the bottle of Patron, you know. Hey, we just killed this last night. Like, oh, man, I don't even want to mess around with that, you know. I don't want, I don't want that life anymore. So. Yeah. So it feel like your old life is passing away? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want it at all. You don't want the old life anymore? Not even a, a piece of it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Ermis, what do you do when you have those thoughts? Um, I just sit with it now. You sit just with it now? It, yeah, I, I just let it overtake me and just kind of see what happens, and it just kind of fades away. And then if it stays too long, do you go and get drunk or start crying or what? Um, <laughs> probably get drunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure I escape in different ways, but I try not to escape. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it does seem like it's just, you know, it could be overwhelming. And Satan will have you feeling like you really, I mean, it's amazing how he can make your body feel like, literally like you're dying just based on, because you believed in a thought and you got into it. So, but I remember you saying sometimes you'd go home and you just kind of fall out because of the, uh, the pain or whatever. Yeah. So I can relate to that. Amazing. Yeah. How do you deal with it? The pain of thoughts. You look so nice today. You must have Thank a boyfriend. 
<laughs> you look sharp. Um, I actually noticed this past week that, um, well, now I sit through it. But prior to that, I would just like take a nap because that was my way of escape. Because <laughs> then I'll wake up and I'll be like in a way better mood. Yeah. And it was like gone. <laughs> But I didn't realize that until recently. Yeah. I thought I was actually enduring, but I wasn't. I was just like taking the easy way out and just falling asleep. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, I just, I mean, there's nothing I can do. I know that all my thoughts are lies, but I sometimes I just can't help it. And I believe one thing, and then one thing leads to another, and then I'm like feeling like horrible. So yeah. I just sit through it and just wait till it passes. Do do they ever want you to blame someone else for your thought? Like, this is their fault. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you handle that? I guess I just... Like, I keep my eyes on myself. So yeah. then... I end up realizing, like, oh, this is just me. Like, it's nobody else's fault, so. Right on. Are you doing the silent prayer every yes. morning, every night? Yeah. Oh, good. Stay with it. Amazing. You're dealing with that, too? With those, how do you handle that? Um, I guess, like, uh, pretty much how we talk about it. Like, I, I've, I've learned to recognize it. I've learned to, to be present with it. Um, I know you're not a fan of this guy, but I remember hearing about, I remember reading like some of Eckhart Tolle's stuff. Who? Eckhart Tolle, the wimpy guy you don't like. Oh, <laughs> uh, he yeah. is so weak. I don't know yeah, how yeah. anybody listens to him. <laughs> he speaks soft and know, weak. Yeah, yeah. It makes you just want to slap him. <laughs> but Speak up, man. Don't yeah. you have the truth? <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember reading something about. Uh, and, it, and I think it's safe to say that it kind of aligns with what you say about you know, knowing whatever he calls it, like suffering thoughts, whatever. He he did mention how it's like you're either living in the past or projecting something that's not even happened yet in the future, and that's kind of the cause of your suffering. <laughs> and so that, and along with a lot of what you say, it's just I've just kind of learned to recognize and be like, oh, there's a thought. If it's if it's causing me any pain or suffering, I just try to like sit with it or just try to like you know focus on it, and then it just kind of goes away. Yeah. yeah. Even to add to that, the thought, they try to make you think about yesterday or tomorrow, right? Yeah. But the real, real, real depth of that is that all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. And so when you believe any thought, you really believe it into Satan. You believe it into evil. And in evil, there's nothing but destruction. You're listening to the voice of the devil instead of the voice of the father, right. the voiceless voice, right? And, you, and you, so it, you're just believing lies. And this is, that's what the real deal is. But when you let it pass and doubt it, you can't help but believe the father, you'll be fine. What, and you mentioned it to her, like when the, when the thoughts are kind of like trying to put blame on other people or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, I'm guessing it's not that good of a, strategy or whatever but when i see that happening in my own thoughts it kind of inevitably comes back to me yeah. because like the blame is almost always i mean it is always on me always yeah yeah is that a good thing to kind of recognize that or is that something like the you're judging worst yourself? thing you could do as an adult yeah. the worst not the worst next right. to the worst 
the worst thing you can do is to blame somebody else. Right. Because you're not going to overcome. It's just that we all, in that fallen state, we get into bad situations because we don't see what we're getting into, but we're still to blame. It's not the other person's fault that I was blind and couldn't see, right? Right. And so had I not been blind, I would have been able to see. So I can't blame anyone for anything. That's the only way you're going to become free. So how do you, how do you handle it when you, you kind of recognize that the blame is all on you and you recognize that you kind of have ownership of that? Because I, I feel like it could easily turn into judging yourself. You know what I mean? If you keep blaming yourself. How do you work with that? Well, when I say blame myself, I can't. Let's say you, you stole my wallet. And then I find out, I can't say, oh, I hate him. He stole my wallet, right? I have to realize what was wrong with me. I just laid my wallet around. You know, I'm not judging myself, right. but I'm getting to know so I can wake up. I'm not hating myself for it. I just realized I didn't see. I just laid my wallet down and didn't pay attention. Okay. Yeah. That may, it does, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the worst thing you could do because Satan is always trying to hold on to you. So he'll try to make you blame someone else. He'll try to make you get drunk. He'll try to make you get high or do, go to sleep early, hurry up and get in bed, right? But uh, because he doesn't want you to see. But if you blame anyone, just you, he got you some more because you're in doubt about yourself. The ego is not dying. You got to take the whole thing. And I went through that the hard way. I just, I got to, when I, I've been doing this for 31 years, right? 32. And I have learned so much through being forced to go through it. I learned that you can't blame anyone. I realized that all thoughts are all lies all the time. I was, I'm like, wow, I just didn't know that. But there's just no truth. There's no truth in any thought about anything. Someone can curse you out tonight. And you'll get mad, and you'll say, I'm getting that person tomorrow. I can't wait to get to work. And then you get to work, and that person like, you're like, you mean to the person, right? And they'll wonder, why are you mean? You cursed me out last night. Oh, I did? I didn't know it. But because you overreacted, and now you're blaming them for your overreaction, you end up making a fool out of yourself even more so. But when you don't blame, you always have a wait-and-see attitude about everything. They deal with things as they happen. And the reason, yes, Frankie. And then I want to tell you why this is so important. And I have some other stuff I want to share with you. Yes. Yeah, I notice uh, within myself, uh, I'm usually pretty good, you know, mornings and afternoons. Uh, but for a while, I've been getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning, every morning, and just bombarded with thoughts. And, uh, I know what warfare is not is like now. It's war, and it could be on any subject, but things that matter to you the most is what it's about, and uh, uh, try to kill you with those thoughts. And, and so, uh, the hardest part is enduring. And and sometimes I've had to pray, you know, the Lord's prayer, or or the Psalms, for it to back off a little bit, but. It's it could be intense for me, you know, two o'clock in the morning. Can't sleep. Amazing. So. I sleep like a virgin every night. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that I have no problem sleeping. 
a virgin will have no problem getting a husband. That's what I mean. All right. But um, what I want you to know is that you got to endure that pain. Really. And, and I've said before, now that you have returned to the father within, you have him to help you endure it now. Because it's the nature of Satan that's dying and you must die. He would take all that ego away from you. And there is no way around it. And I realized the whole world deal with that. And there are people now making buku money off you. When you go to these experts and psychologists and counselors, and they don't know that you're dealing with spiritual pains. You go and you tell them, oh, I'm depressed, I'm anxious. But it's all spiritual. And instead of them telling you, go and forgive so that God can forgive you, and he would take that away, they'll give you antidepressant pills. And all that, and it does nothing for that pain at all. Uh, but if you just endure it, and, it, and then you got to endure the pain with joy. All that pain that looks like it want to kill you, right? You can't be mad about it. You have to be glad about it. Have a good attitude about it. Because in all honesty, the pain that you died from is better than the, the so-called good feelings. Because you're not Getting, you're not growing at all with the good feelings. You only grow with the tough times in life. And you got to be tough. You got to endure it. And on the other side is amazing what's on the other side. You grow closer to the Father. You, you grow wiser. You see how the world is so upside down. Everything that they have taught you is all wrong all the time about anything. That's why everybody's suffering. They've been taught wrong. And you, you start to see that. Your life get easier. You know, everything God said that he would do, he would do it. He said, don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. I'll take care of you, right? That is so true. He would take care of you. He just wants you to be, become his son and daughter again. Return to him. And he'll provide for you. He'll make a way for you. He'll work things out for you. If you want to be married and have a family, the right man or the right woman will be in your life. It'll happen. He will take care of you, but you got to overcome that pain of Satan. And you got to stop drinking and doing pot and all that to escape the pain. There is no way around it. You got to endure the pain. And you will see that the Father is with you. But you got to endure the pain. There's no way around it. I'm, I'm a witness to it. There's no way around it. And in, honest, in all honesty, <clears throat> in the fake world out there, you don't have any friends. You don't have real family members. They may be your blood family, but they're not your real family. It's all fake. The world is all fake all the time about anything. That's why when you wake up, like you were saying, you feel alone, you know, you, your past is behind you now. Because when you're of the world, when you're of Satan, you can identify with the world. But when you start to overcome it, that world starts to fade away. And now you're coming back to yourself again, as you were when you were a little kid. And you can find yourself being alone and no problem. You can enjoy yourself with or without people. You find yourself not needed as much. 
and people going crazy, right? Like they're worried about the vaccine shot now, right? People are tripping out. Oh, I'm going to lose my job. They told me I have to take it by January or whenever. And people are freaking out as though they have already lost their job. And they're overreacting, make you do some other crazy things. You turn yourself into the enemy. I'm ready for my shot. And they're like, oh, I forgot about you. But when you're with the father, you cannot overreact. You cannot overreact. So I got, before I go into further with this, I have two questions. Did anybody hear us talking about success on the radio this week? Anybody hear that? Okay, two people heard it. The rest of you did not hear, right? Am I right? It's okay that this is a fellowship. Y'all want some coffee? <laughs> did not hear it. How many successful people we have here? No successful people? Everybody broke. One person. Don't be afraid. You're successful, you don't want to say. You almost raise your hand. I'm not about to ask for money or anything. <laughs> we just had this discussion about success. You're successful? That's what I'm about to get to. So everybody know you're successful? Did you hear the show? Oh, you did not? Okay. Any, you're not successful? Oh, y'all holy. <laughs> I just reject the word. No, I'm playing. <laughs> okay. What, um, what does success mean to you? Uh, I have a question, by the way. Well, you're going to have to wait right now. All right, no problem. <laughs> I, I'm first in this one. Okay. <laughs> I would say... I don't know, being one with God and not listening to thoughts and being in the present moment. That's success. what success is? Yep. Oh. What's your question? If Eve never listened to Satan, would we not have to have this burden of the mind? No. We would? No. If Eve had not listened to Satan, we would not be going through this right. mess. Yeah, it's crazy. Because when Adam and his father had a relationship, it was a voiceless voice. They just communicated without words. In the same way God would communicate with us when we turn to him without words. But because Eve listened to Satan, words came about. And Adam believed her. Isn't that what some? a mess. Yeah. What a mess, huh? Every time the man listened to the woman, he will suffer. Every time. You listen to the woman, you're going to suffer. Sorry, guys. Why do you think guys are suffering so much? <laughs> they listen to the woman. Have you ever listened to the woman? Yep. Is that your question for me? Yep. Oh, okay. Grab the mic. Yep. Take the mic behind you. Uh, yeah, I have. And did you suffer? A lot, yeah. See, how old are you? I'm 30. You're 30? I'm 30, yeah. You 30? I'm 30. What the? Yeah, I don't look like it. No. Yeah. What happened? No. <laughs> I asked myself the same question. This your first time here? It is. Any questions about anything? Uh, no, not at the moment. How did you hear about us? Um, I believe it was uh, through Get a Job. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Are you from L.A.? No, I'm from Kansas. 
You're from Kansas. Yeah, but oh, I was amazing. born here in California. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have any question. Welcome, all right. You have any question? Let me know. All right, what does success mean to you? Well, from what I heard was have a lot of money. That's, but right. I'm not really sure. And are you trying to get a lot of money? Uh, I do. You, uh, yeah, you I do. do try to get a lot of money? Yeah, I, I, Is it working? Uh, or now that I've been hearing from you, uh, I've been trying to better myself. Right on. Yeah. Did you go and forgive your mother? I, actually, I did that yesterday. You did it yesterday? Yes. So how did it go? Uh, it went well. I was ready for that battle. What did she say? <laughs> uh, she, she denied everything. I told her I was telling her that I've, I'm sorry for hating her. And I forgive her for her um, turning me against my father. Like she took that away from me when I was a child. Yeah. Like I wish I was closer to my father, and I didn't have that. I hated my dad. Amazing. Yeah. She she made me seem like he was a bad father. Yeah. But his actions didn't it, it didn't match up to what she was saying. Yeah. But it took me a while for me to see that. So I had to go forgive her. I I couldn't live life. Yeah. You know, hating my father. Do you live with your mother? No, I oh, have good. my own place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And have you gone to your father yet? I have, yes. And how'd that go? Oh, I went amazing. Yeah. yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. I love my father a lot. I wish I was closer to him. All children, men and women, boys and girls, love their fathers. They yearn for their fathers. And fathers love their kids, too. It's just that the, the women hate the, the fathers. Right. The mothers hate the fathers. Yeah, yeah my mother hates my father to this day. She hates to him. this day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she, she's, she can't hear his name or I can't mention him. She just hates him. Yeah, and she has, she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't hold herself accountable for anything. She hasn't done anything. She's a victim. Uh huh. Yeah, she. she the hasn't hardest done thing wrong. in the world uh, for women to do. The hardest thing. They would kill. They they would kill the husband. They would kill the kids. They would kill the cat, the dogs. They would burn the house down before they admit that they're wrong. That's right. It's the hardest thing in the world. And it drives everybody crazy because they know, everybody knows that she's wrong, but she won't admit it. Isn't that amazing? It is, yes. Do you know why that is? I mean, from... My mother's side, I mean, she didn't have a father. Uh, she didn't have a father growing up. Yeah. And when, I mean, I believe that a father is, uh, is very important in the family, strong father. So, I mean, I, that's what I believe. Like, she treated my father with no respect. There was no love in it. Yeah. Because she didn't have a, a strong father to guide her. So... Amazing. Well, I'm glad you... Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. I st- uh, it took me a while. I, I, I listened to you for three years. I wouldn't do it, but I got tired of just suffering, so I, all, I'm doing it uh, day and night. Good. Your yeah. suffering brought you to it. Yeah. Nice. Well, stay with it, man. I you're will. going to walk on water, eventually. I hope so. All right. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Um, I'm um, Holly, uh, Am I wrong when I say that the hardest thing in the world no. for a woman? Is? <laughs> and do you know why that is? I don't really know, but if you treat her like a kid, 
who really cares if she's admitting if she's wrong? Just like ignore the child, right? Yeah. And so is it hard for you to admit you're wrong? Absolutely not. Oh, no, I'm right. joking. <laughs> uh, no. So do you know why it's hard for women? I mean, not really. Okay. Do you know why it's hard? Why it's hard to admit that a woman's wrong? Well, women to admit that they're wrong. And then they want to control everybody and everything. I'm not, it's crazy. They want to control. They have no sense. <laughs> but yet they want to control. You know, I don't, actually, I don't know. Because, I mean, it feels like it's a natural thing that women have. They have this natural need and want to control things. And I honestly don't know where that comes from. And it's, so have you ever tried to control things? Yeah. And why you were trying to control and they were resistant were you like, oh, this is natural for me? No. It, it, it felt when, you're tr- when I was in a position trying to control a, something or a situation, I could feel it getting away from me. Yeah. And you want to grip it. You want to control it even more as you see it escaping. You have no control over it. But there's something in you that wants to still grip the situation yeah. and kind of hold and on to like it. And it's like you can't help it. Mm-mm, you you can't. can't help it. You see it. You see it getting worse and worse, and there's something in me or in whoever's trying to control the situation that um, just it it you just want it. You the more and more it gets away from you, the more and more you feel like you have to have that yeah. that control. And do you ever pause to say, why am I trying so hard to control? This person or whatever the situation. Now Have you I do. ever asked yourself that? Why am I doing this? Now I do because now I feel like I'm, I'm more aware of it. Yeah. Um, now when I see something, I, I realize if I were to try to attempt to control the situation, I know it's going to get away from me. So I have to just take a moment, pause, and let it go. I was saying last Sunday that when men and women break up, they're like married or dating, they break up. Men go and sit by the dock of the bay and cry about it. And women break out your windows. They, they, they try to destroy your reputation. They burn the house down. And, and that's all part of that control. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. That, that was never me personally attacking in that way, but, you know, you try to you control. You burn the house down yet? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. No. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> Poor Nick. Are you going to dump her after today? No, okay. she's trying. <laughs> uh, so you don't know what that is, right? No, I mean I haven't really had that kind of struggle like, in a in a long time. Thankfully, like I really am getting a lot better at observing things right and letting things go. Like it, everything kind of just rolls off me these days, and I feel blessed to to see something and to just be able to. T- just take it as it comes. Are you, be, are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. Nice. Every day and every night? Yes. Nice. Stay with it. Believe me, stay with it. You, you need it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially women. Women need it more than men, but men need it too. Right. Oh, stay with it. We'll do. Have you tried to... Cont- uh, <laughs> 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 that means yes. <laughs> Have you ever tried to, and you wonder, why am I so, why don't I just let go? Why am I trying to make this happen? 
I think it's like in my nature to do that, but I am aware of it. Like when it happens. Is it your nature? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to be that way? No. You don't want to be controlling like that? Yeah. Well, are you doing, you're doing the silent prayer? Huh? Yeah. Every day and every night? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'll tell you in a minute how to overcome it. Yes, sir. So when we're just talking about how hard it is for women to admit when they're in the wrong, I'm noticing it's a lot of these groups that have like social movements behind them, like the feminism movement, the Black Lives Matter or illegal immigration <laughs> stuff. I noticed this particularly because I don't know if you saw um, there's an Arizona senator or congresswoman that her own constituents were following her in the bathroom, like harassing her because she wasn't like supporting some illegal immigration thing. Right. And I'm noticing like how entitled these groups get, even though they're doing something blatantly wrong or illegal. And I'm, it's sort of like the same pattern every single time with every, whatever, whatever the group is, it's the same mentality. And I notice it, you know, majorly now with these feminism movements. So all this support, all these like, uh, I don't know, organizations that get behind these women, they, they'll make it so like nothing they do is ever wrong. Even though there's certain things that like they're, they're blatantly obviously in the wrong, they'll fight to the death to like make sure that they're still in the right or at least not yeah. get persecuted or not get, uh, you know, blamed for anything. Yeah. So I'm noticing the same mentality with every every group that has this, this particular movement behind them. They have the same exact mentality. Nothing they do is ever wrong. So Absolutely. Just an observation. That's deep. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Maybe it's because we are weaker that we're constantly thinking, like, our nature is, like, to manipulate because we're not on par with the man, you know? You think it because you're weaker? Yeah. Interesting. I'll come back to that. Uh, yes, sir. And then I'll come here. Yeah, the the why of it is, as we talked about earlier, it's right there in the garden. Uh, you know, Eve uh, did not follow God's direction. She wanted to do what she wanted to do to try to have the wisdom, to try to have the power and the control. So... She did the one thing that God said she couldn't do. So that's why, unfortunately, you know, women have that tendency now. And the question of why do they not admit they're wrong? Well, God came up and said, so what happened? And she didn't say, I screwed up. She said, the serpent is him. Yeah. He deceived me. She could have said, I screwed up, but she didn't. Amazing. She had like she thought God didn't know what happened. <laughs> yes, Mary. Well, women are constantly trying to usurp the power of the man. The man is first, but the woman says, no, I don't like him being first, so I'm going to just try to do everything I can do so God will recognize me and not him. So it's it's, it's just that kind of thing. And, And, of course, it comes from the fact that she, the woman got, demoted when they when she listened to the serpent and so now she's trying to play the one-upsman amazing what do you think about that in the blue shirt 
It was interesting to hear all the different uh, perspectives on that. Um, I'm undecided on it at the moment. Uh, I might figure that out in the future. Did you know that women love to control things? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> Have you I'm ever hearing... dated? Oh, what? Have you dated? Not yet, no. Oh, no wonder you don't know about this, huh? <laughs> you better be glad you hear this now. Because they're worse today than ever. Um, the reason for it is because Satan is the woman's God. Satan is her daddy. And so the women have Satan nature. And they are representatives of Satan. And Satan is using them to destroy the soul of the man. Because the woman came from Satan and the man is from God, right? And so these two spirits, and it's not the woman's fault, it's that nature that's in her, passed down from Eve all the way through all women to the, uh, to the girls and the boys. And so um, Satan, the woman's nature is the nature of Satan. Is evil, pure evil. And most women don't know that that's what's working through them. Because how do you know this is a spirit that made a home in me, right? It's in your body and feel like it's you. But it's really his nature. And, and that nature is evil. There is no love in it. It's all evil all the time. And for the man, the woman is his God. Because when Adam believed Eve, the woman became the God, right? And so men are subject to the woman. And, and because we're all born through the, the woman, that nature we all have to deal with. Uh, but it's not the woman herself, but it's the spirit. Just like the spirit of the woman that make a home in the man, it's the spirit of Satan that have a home, made a home in her. And he's making her do that. It feels like in her because in the body, he's working her mind. And he's like, get him, get him, get him, kill him. They tried to, they, they messed over you. They did this, you did all your best. And whatever, right? And she's listening to that voice. And that's why it drives men crazy because men don't know that that's that spirit that's in there. And because they have not overcome the woman, they can't handle it because it's like trying to deal with mama. They can't handle it. But it's really a spirit that made a home in a woman and made a home in a man as well. That's what it is. And it was happened because of the Adam and Eve story. Thank God he sent Christ. That's why the father sent his son so that we'll have, a, and he sacrificed for us, bought us back from Satan so we can have a way to overcome that. And you can overcome, but you must forgive. Satan's nature is unforgiving nature. It's all evil all the time. And unless women go and forgive their mothers for turning them against their fathers and forgive their fathers for not protecting them, they're going through the same thing. They're, they are passing on to their children and so on and so on. It's a spiritual battle. Women are evil. And it's not the woman. Y'all hear me, right? It's not you, but it's the spirit that's inside of you. And that's what the men are dealing with. But you can't overcome it. And ladies, you got to admit, once you see it, you got to admit this thing is in you so that he can take it away from you. We are a spirit living in a, in a physical body, but we are not a body. We are a spirit. 
And so the spirit of evil is fighting against the spirit of uh, God, of good. And men, even in their weak state, they still represent God. They are sons of God. And that spirit in the woman hate that. That's what the battle is. And once you, that's why you have to put your feet on solid ground, meaning overcome the mother, so you can deal with the woman with perfect love. Because she's, because she's not going to give up until she overcome that spirit, right? But if you can deal with her with perfect love, which is of God, in 50 years she may come around. You start seeing a little glimpse and then you'll die and the kids will be fine. But it's really a spirit. You can't be afraid of it. You can't need it. You can't hate it. You have to be of love. And that's the only way the man is going to be able to help the woman. And ladies, you got to face it too in case you don't get a man, a righteous man, so that you could overcome it yourself. God would take it away from you. But it's not the woman. But we're dealing with evil. When we deal with women, we're dealing with evil. That's why it's so hard for the woman to admit she's wrong. That's why it's so hard for her to let go. Men, we got it bad because we have that mother's nature until we overcome it, right? And we listen to the voice of the devil, too, and make us do things that are crazy. Just imagine what the women must be dealing with. Because Satan's the daddy of them. Satan at least is not our daddy, right? So just imagine what it must be for the woman. Isn't that amazing? Anybody disagree with that? We're fellowshipping, so, yes. Listen, we're fellowshipping, so let's argue. We can fight and everything. <laughs> yes. I don't know if we technically hate the man. I think we just hate weakness because we're weak. And so when we see weakness in a man, we're like, wait, what? That's like our leader. And we literally just want to be led. I don't. I don't know if that's like Christ in me saying that, and I actually want you to tell me if it is. Like no, wanting the woman hate the man, but how, well, we don't he, hate our dad. It, 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 and again, it's not her that's hating him, but it's the spirit of Satan which hate hate God. Anyway, you had to war with God, so you hate God, right? And so evil trying to steal the soul of the man because he is the son of God. And so she, uh, Eva, hate that spirit in the man. So subconsciously, I hate men. If you have not overcome okay. and returned to the Father, right. then you do. Got it. And the more educated they are, the worse they are. If you watch some of these news and look at these congresswomen and these reporters, they are pure evil. Pure, pure evil. I was watching one this morning. And I'm like, this lady, look at her. I wish I could get in there. But no, it, most women don't know that that's what's going on. They know something is wrong. And a lot of them know that they are trying to control it, but they literally cannot help it. They can't help it because that's the nature of evil. And that's why they need men to be right so that um, he can point the way and and deal with her with perfect love so she can go through what she got to go through and overcome it. But why would a man ever be with a woman? <laughs> if he want to have a family. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's crazy. If you don't want to have children, there's no reason to get married. Zero reason. 
If you say, oh, I don't want to be lonely. What's wrong with you that you're lonely? <laughs> that should be, why am I lonely? You know what I'm saying? If you're back, if you're back with the Father, you're not going to be lonely. You have perfect love, and there's nothing but joy and perfect love for men and women. Uh, so I see a bunch of hands. Holly, you disagree with that? Any part of it? No. Oh, okay. Have you gone and forgiven your parents? Yes. You are. You have. Yes. And so, are you over all your little evil stuff? Mm, apparently not. <laughs> Why definitely you say that? not. Uh, yeah, pretty much. What? Um. Wait. What was the question? I'm distracted. No, I just. I asked you where you over all your evil stuff. You said no, so I believe it. Yes. And that's. I'm telling you. And then I come to you. I remember I saw your hand. Okay, yes. How do you know if you've overcome it or not? Oh, good question. You're going to find yourself not overreacting to things as much anymore. You're going to find yourself not giving into the thoughts anymore because what happened is when you return to the Father, you're going to grow away from the darkness. Now the light is shining on the darkness, and over a period of time, you're going to realize, well, I'm just not the same anymore. I don't give into these thoughts like I used to. Because the light is shining on the darkness, and it's giving you the power to overcome it. Because you're back with the Father, and He's taking care of it. He would take those thoughts away from you, and they become less and less and less. And when you do get one, you'll see right away you have it, and you'll be able to go on without it, not worry about it. No anger. So, like- and you have no anger. Who said that? Absolutely. You literally have no anger because anyone. I don't care who they are. Anyone that has anger, Satan is their daddy, man or woman. Satan is their daddy. And so what God would do is when you go and forgive your mothers for turning you away from your father and forgive your father for not protecting you, he would give you love, take away the spirit of anger, and now you can deal with things. Yeah, I feel like when I do give into my thoughts, I don't overreact, but I guess me enduring, is that me overreacting? Because I'm by going, enduring them? Yeah. No, you're doing the right thing by enduring them. That's not Knowing that you're in a thought and you're feeling this way, and, but yet just going on with your day, doing what you got to do. That's not overreacting. Overreacting would be uh, if your boyfriend said, I'm coming over for dinner, and I'll be there at 7, and he doesn't show up. And you, and say so I tell you, he's out with somebody else. <laughs> You made this dinner for no reason. <laughs> Dinner's cold now. And then you start overreacting. Then say would say, call him up and see where he was. <laughs> have you done this or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have. You have? Yeah. Oh, that's, over, that's overreacting. But let's say you make the dinner and the boyfriend doesn't show up. Wait and see what happened. Wait and see. And but Satan will tell you he's getting a cross over you. He's taking advantage of you, right? He's not. He's giving you an opportunity to grow closer to the Father by not overreacting. Because I feel like I, I don't have anger. Like I don't overreact, but I do sometimes get those thoughts where I'm like annoyed at certain things. Right, but those thoughts are not your own, so don't take credit for them. And just know that they're there. You can see them. The fact you can see them, meaning that you're outside looking at them. And, and, and by seeing them, you're fine. They're not your own. Don't take credit for that. 
Satan's trying to get you to believe a lie. So you, the moment you believe one lie, you believe another one and another one, and then you overreact. But those thoughts, you're blessed to see that. And just have a wait and see, and it'll be fine. Overreaction is when you go over there and knock out the windows or accuse them of being with someone else or oh. you don't love me and all that crap. But to see the thought, you're blessed. They are not your own. Do not take credit for that. All right? That makes sense? Yes. Thank so you. you understand the difference between overreacting now and yeah, just seeing the I thought? Yeah, I thought because I had to endure, like, me believing into thought, I thought that was, like, me overreacting. No. Uh, you, you be, as I said, you believe them because when you were traumatized, you went there, right? But now you can see them. You're not going to, you'll be fine. They're not your own thoughts. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Yes, sir. And then I gotta get to something. I hope I get to it. Yes. Um. Well, I I just want to say that I don't think that women will ever understand uh, what men are trying to take them away from, and it's because of that innate darkness. Because we're all born from a woman, and yeah. that's why the father figure is so important. <sighs> and um. I just I feel like since these women have a darkness and then they have so that that means that they have a manipulator in them, and that's why they have impatience and resentment, which are just two words that mean hate. It's all it is. Yeah. And so, I mean, from what I've seen, um, men always have light in them no matter what, and women can have a sweetness in them, but that sweetness can be evil, and you can't allow that. To overcome you. Yeah. And so. That's how they get the man. They pretend to be sweet. No, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> and as soon as the next morning, that sweetness turned to bitter. You look like, what the? Are you the same person? Uh, but this is why men got to get right because the order of God. God in Christ. Christ over man. Man over woman and woman over children. Men need, I mean, women need men to be right. As Hollywood said, they hate your weakness. They hate your strength. They'll try to bring you down. But if you're of the father, they can't bring you down. And you bring them out of the hell that they're in. But they need you to be right. I mean, it would be like, we need Christ to be right. Just imagine Christ was a beta male. Christ went home crying to mama. Would you would you trust Christ? Right. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't trust Christ if you were weak, right? No. Well, likewise, women can't trust weak men. They hate that. Yeah. And then when you try to be strong, they hate that too. And it's not them, but their nature, right? But they prefer you be strong than to be weak. No, I've, I, I, I've noticed that too. That yeah. even even when you're strong, they find it annoying. It's yeah. it's actually really weird. Like when you, because like a true noble man can't talk anything but the truth or light, because that's right. the only thing that coincides with their spirit. They can't have anything else. And women still get angry about that because oh, they want to have fun or they don't want to pay attention to guilt that they still have. Yeah. yeah, but that's because the woman just don't, she doesn't know that that scene working through her. She's in her head. Women live in their head and in their emotions. So because as you notice, when you believe a thought, you feel whatever the thought says. If the thought says that you, you're in trouble, you feel like trouble is going to happen. 
or sad. You feel like you feel sad, right? When women live that way, they're so illogical. That's why every time a man listens to her, he will suffer. Because they need you to guide them. They can't guide you. They need men to be right. It's just the way it is. It's the spiritual order. And it's not about all these lies they're telling you about men hate women or, or your mis- misogynist and all that stuff. It's none of that. It's a spiritual battle. We, it's our job as men to, to protect the women and children from that stuff. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, you know, the way you just brought up misogynists and all that, like these different institutions like college and, you know, you got social media and, you know, the news and all that. They just like we talked about earlier how fake the world is, you know. Yeah. It's just so they're so used to brain being brainwashed, you know, and not yes. really thinking for themselves and. They hear like that word, and then they hear like, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, like in college, like uh, men are raping girls all the time, and all that type of crap." Like, you know, <laughs> like just they they try to like uh, they just try to I'm just say brainwash you into thinking that you know uh, bad is good, you know, and it's it's just crazy. You know? Yeah, just it's see insane. All this. They're but, they're able to just take over, you know, the women's. But that's mind. what happens when men are weak. Even in the home, the wife needs the man to be the light so she can see how to watch over his children. Women can't raise children alone because they don't have love. The love comes from the man, which comes from Christ, right? And they guide the woman on how to raise the children. If women don't have, look at the black community. The black community is screwed up because the men are weak. The men are pathetic. I'm sorry. I, I was actually like... Uh, when I was talking to my aunt, I was telling you, talking to my aunt, um, uh, we brought up, uh, we were talking about uh, the John Gruden thing and, uh, you know, how, like, his emails got leaked and all that. And my, oh, yeah. My aunt and uncle, they were watching that. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you know, he's a racist and all that. I'm like, that's not, it's not. What are you talking about? And she was just like, you don't believe racism is this? I'm like, no, not even a little bit. Not like, at all. <laughs> it's not even, it doesn't, racism doesn't, there's no such thing as racism. But because everybody in that fallen state, they believe it. Just the anger. Yeah, it they get on, angry about something. And my mom and my stepdad, they just went crazy. I was like, what are you saying? Like, it's not real at all. It's right, just it's not head. even real. But that's what happens when you live in the darkness of imagination. It's all an illusion, but it seemed real. Yeah, my stepdad, he's into like that, uh, what's it called? Like GOCC, like, uh, what is it? Uh, man, what, what is it? Uh, like they talk about how God was black. Uh, what's that? Black Israelite, black Israelite. They, yeah. think, they think God had a fro. <laughs> God didn't have a fro. And after, like, we had that conversation, he just sort of sending me a bunch of stuff from, you know, the Israelites and all that. I just, and I told him, like, I used to believe in all that, but once, yeah. like, I realized, you know, and kind of thought for myself and, like, had my own kind of spiritual breakthrough, you know, just, like, none of that stuff is real. You know, it's just trying real. to control. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that. If human beings were to return to the Father, we could have paradise on earth just like that. It'd be all over it. Everything would be at peace if they return to the Father. And that's what the issue is. Um, there was something I want to say. Oh, speaking of the guy that, that they found his email, 
There was this black guy on ESPN or something. Who was it? Randy Moss. The one with the beard. It was Randy Moss that cried. Randy Moss? Ask Nick. The one that cried is Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Did you see him crying? I, d- I was like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? Like he And they were going, I was thinking about it. Like, but when he first started playing football and stuff like that, he, you know, in college, he got kicked out for smoking weed and kicked out for doing fighting people and all that type of stuff. And they gave him chance after chance after chance. And yeah. he got to the NFL. And I was like, what? Like, how can That's he the guy that was crying? Yeah. He was crying because somebody called somebody else a name. Ten, 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 ten years ago. Yeah. I, I can't, he was like, <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> This white woman, like, what's wrong, babe? Even the white uh, woman, she was like crying and stuff like that. I was like, how fake? A grown, big old grown man crying because someone else called someone else a name 10 years ago. Why are you crying? I just couldn't help it. I was like, and then the woman started crying. I would have stopped right then. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm sorry. But I can't believe that. How do you do something like that? Especially being a man, a male, he's not even a man. And he just, he got... With a big beard. Yeah. <laughs> and the chances that they gave him, like, his young career, like, like when he was in college and stuff, like, he was just a bad kid. But he was able to break through and get to the NFL and get past all that. And now he, he come crying and all that. I'm like... What? I couldn't believe it, man. I was kind of shocked, too, yeah. And then that woman loved it. She was like, that's right, we're we crying together here. <laughs> I can feel your pain. Uh, you look like a little fool, but that's what I want. Amazing. But, yes, sir. Yeah, the men, y'all got to wake up, man. The world needs you. Really. I was thinking the other, I was telling Chris this morning. I can't tell you the whole story I was telling him, but I'll tell you a part of the story. Um, I remember... When I became a teenager, and if my grandparents ever saw me sitting around, laying around, doing nothing, they would, like, run me out of the house. They are like, boy, get up off your A and get out of here. What am I going to do? I don't know. Just get out of the house. You have nobody laying around doing nothing. You know, a man ain't got nobody laying around. How many men lay around? No. <laughs> a man should be doing something, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to take a break sometime, but stop laying around. <laughs> I'll tell you what the whole story was, but I won't go all the way with it. Uh, a friend of mine is is young, not James. Everybody look at James. <laughs> <laughs> no. James know the story. And I'll go see if he's going to give me a clue not to say it. But, and so this person is young, right? And now they overcome and they, they got money, they work hard. And, and they don't have a girlfriend, right? And so I saw them one day and they were like, just sitting around on a nice Sunday afternoon. I'm like, get up and get out and go get yourself a woman or something. A man ain't got to be hanging around. 
I used to ride my horse to see my girlfriend on Sunday after church. Anybody ever rode a horse on a date? It's so much fun. <laughs> Men, you're not being normal. What? <laughs> yes, sir. So I, uh, I just kind of thought of it talking about the no racism like doesn't exist thing. Um, so at work, it's uh, long story short. I, I kind of ha- every now and then I have to deal with like hiring people for certain projects, and it's been especially this past year where you've been getting uh, the way they, the way I've been getting like resumes and names in is like they're they're starting to put like lists of like diverse people on one side or like put like a little asterisk next to their name saying like to indicate that they're like a person of color or whatever diverse Amazing. or anything like that and I'm like any other if it was going obviously the other direction like it, everyone would be screaming racism 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 and here I am dealing with it like in real time and I'm like I'm not even thinking like racism I'm just thinking it's not right right you know and then That's I was wondering right. so back in your day during Jim Crow South, when there were actual laws in place that, you know, was it like colors only on this water fountain right. and stuff like that? Were you guys, like, were you personally or maybe your family or whoever, were you guys, like, constantly going, like, what was, like, the discussion, like, when you when you would encounter that? You know what I mean? Good question. Yeah. We would laugh about it <laughs> or make a little okay. comment. No big deal. It says colored water fountain, white water fountain. We just went to drink water. And went on our way. Okay. We understood it. That's what it was. It was but, did you, like, but we didn't sit around and blame all white people and give it a name, call it racist and all that stuff. Because we knew that it wasn't all white people. Mm-hmm. We knew it was a battle between good and evil, right? And so because we had white friends. We had white people we worked with. And we knew that. So it wasn't about, oh, this sign is here because of slavery. Or we can't make it because of the white man. That's why I ask black men today when they when they call white men white supremacists. Mm-hmm. What is that like to believe that somebody is superior to you? Right. You know, because white people not are not thinking I'm superior to the blacks, but the black people are thinking that the whites are superior to them. I don't know what to, what that would be like to live like that. I guess what I was wondering was like when it got. Seer, like were, were there ever like because then I was thinking like back when there was like like laws with it like the Jim Crow laws I don't know let's say you used a white man's bathroom as silly as that sounds the like, white man bathroom yeah I went to the movie theater once yeah. one time down in follow and the blacks had to sit upstairs mm-hmm. and the white people sat downstairs right we couldn't sit together but as a teenager I was fine with that right because I had better seats and so I didn't really think much about it. And my parents and grandparents, they were, were not going on and on about it either. But was there, like, any discussion of, like, this is wrong? You know, like, not even just racism. Like, would you, would you guys ever, like, talk about, like, oh, this is actually kind of wrong. Like, it shouldn't be like this. Like, if you want to eat at a diner or whatever if the situation was. If they said it, they must say it to themselves as adults. Okay. But they didn't pass it down to us. I mean, I knew, I knew there was a white sign and a black sign and something was up. Yeah, but I didn't think much about it, and my friends didn't think much about it. Right, because like I'm, I'm thinking now, like looking back, like you know how you hear, like I don't know, they, there's like, like little kitschy books that they'll put together, like of like stupid laws of like you can't chew gum on a Sunday in Kansas, you know, like you know those like stupid laws, like that's what I think that this could have oh, been. You can't, yeah, you, you know, can't like, buy, yeah, like you can't, you like, can't buy alcohol on a Sunday, something like that, or like there's like even like corny ones, like you can't 
I don't know. Like, but the ones where you can't buy alcohol on Sunday, that was a nice law because no, no, Christians. I'm not, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like there's like like goofy laws, like in like they're they're like kind of like jokey, like you can't shoot gum and. In a public park in you know whatever town it's like something silly like you know you know what I'm talking about right. like those kind of laws. Okay, I, I was thinking like this could have easily been like one of those like oh look at how stupid those laws were back yeah. in the day if people just kind of let it just kind of wash over them and not make a thing out right. of it. And it's a weakness right. to be affected by that personally or emotionally about it. Right, it's a weakness. It's not strength, and that's why blacks were stronger then than they are today. Black people are weak today. How do you cry because somebody says something bad about you? <clears throat> if I if I shed tears because people call me names, I would be at home crying right now. I would be on the welfare crying because I, people call me every kind of name and then some. But it rolls off my back. It doesn't bother me at all. And just kind of like to bring it back. So like when I'm th- this is kind of like the issues that I'm dealing with at work right now because it is so blatant. Like. How? What's the best way to deal with it? Because like I'm not, like I said, I'm not going off the the handle over it. I'm not like getting upset or anything. It's just like this is stupid. This is wrong. You know, when I get like a name and saying, "Oh, this person's a diverse transgender color," whatever the hell it is at this point. But like <laughs> they're, they're literally like put them at the top of the list, and then yeah. like just white guys would be at the bottom of the list with their resumes. The best way to do it: don't overreact to right. it. Stay in the present, and as a son of God, He will guide you. Okay. If there's something you can do about it, he will guide you and it'll work. But if you get in your head about it or you get upset about it, you're going to lose. Right. Because this stuff is of the world and Satan is the author of the world. Right. And so he's supposed to cause all type of confusion and possibly keep you angry and mm-hmm. throw you off so you can overreact. But men of God and women of God in the midst of a situation, if you don't overreact, you always see how to overcome it. And that's what perfect love does. Right. But if you overreact, get into your head, you're going you're gonna to mess up and you'll destroy yourself. And that's what they want you to do. Yeah. They make you angry so that you can overreact and you set yourself up and then they got you. They right. can take away your freedom. But if you stay still, they can't touch you. I, my, my initial reaction is just to laugh at it because yeah. it is so funny and stupid. It's yeah. just like they don't realize it's like them, they're doing the very same thing that like these diversity pushes are doing the same thing that they're claiming they were fighting, which is like segregation or whatever. They're literally right. segregating two lists for me when they're sending me. And one thing lists. I want to say about that, there are two kingdoms, two uh, realities. The real reality is from within. The kingdom of heaven is in us. And once you return to the Father, you live from that kingdom. The other kingdom is evil, which is of Satan, is in the world, of the world. Right. And so if you're in your head, you have anger, you live of the world, so you're going to be confused and not knowing what's going on and afraid and have doubt right. and worry about what others think or say or worry about your money and all that. But once you enter the kingdom, you cannot worry about those things. You, you are an example of what perfect love is and you're bringing light into the world and that's what's making a change. Mm. Yeah. Sons of God cannot worry. Amazing. But the world is crazy. That's what it's supposed to be. And the world is using the women in order to destroy the man, because if it can destroy the man, it will destroy everything else. Get rid of that father. Get rid of the man at work. Get rid of the man that's supposed to be in control. You can destroy everything else. Women are being used for that purpose. And that's why men got to get it together. You got to overcome the woman. 
so that it would no longer be your God and you would be fine. All right. Any questions about that? No. Um, success. I got to ask you real fast about this. success. Um, what is success to you? Um, well, I was thinking about it the other night. I was eating dinner with my wife and kids, and everybody was just peaceful, and we were having a good conversation. And I thought, because I heard your radio thing, or at least oh, part you of heard it. it. Not the whole thing. I just heard a bit at the beginning of it. About the success? Yeah. Okay. But I don't remember much, actually. Um, I was at work. Whatever. I was working, listening. <laughs> but, I, but I thought, like, that is success. For me, that was success. It didn't used to be. It used to be all these things, making money and all these things. But success was just like that quiet moment where everybody was, yeah. we were just talking and it was peaceful. And I was like, you know what? This is actually success. It's not all the other things I thought it was. Amazing. So that was cool. What is success to you? I think success is perfect peace, like wholeness, courage. Like, no doubt, no fear. Yeah. Like, when I forgive my parents, any inkling of fear or doubt in myself just disappeared. Like, right when on. I faced my father, like, I, what you say about courage, that happened. And, and, yeah, I got my courage back. I thought I had courage before, but it was really just, like, anger and throwing myself on the fire yes. to do stuff. Like, But now it's like, no, nah, I, I know that I have, like, my father, my, you know, has my back, you know? Nice. So, that's success to me. Right on. Any, any man that has anger is a woman, a female. That's a woman's nature, which is of the devil. Uh, and, and, uh, and I was thinking about this thing about success because I remember the world taught us that we need to have so much money, we need to have a big house, we need to have a nice car. We need to have this and that. You need to have money in the bank. You need to... And then there's no end to success, right? Because the more you get, the more you want. And, and I used to think that way. I just thought, you know what? But what I, now that I've overcome that, I'm happy with little. I'm happy with what I have. And the reason I'm happy with what I have, I don't compare myself to anyone else and what they have or don't have. I wish them well, but I don't compare myself to them. I'm not trying to be like anyone else. I'm trying to be, I'm being me. And I'm happy with the little that I have. But the little seem like much because I'm not comparing it to anyone else. But success is when you return to the Father and you have perfect peace. Because every life comes from that. You have no more fear, no doubt, no worry. You don't compare. You don't worry. You don't think about what other people think about you. You're not trying to live according to what the world is telling you to live. You live your life. And, and you'll find yourself doing as happy with little as you would be if you had much. A simple life is the best way to go. But the world tells you you need a lot. And so you go to college. You spend a Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars for that. You come out, now you broke with no job. Now you're worried about not getting a job and all kind of stuff. You've got to stop listening to the way they teach you. They have taught you wrong. Really. A simple life is the best life. But if you have an ego, you're going to try to have all this stuff. Success is loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, along with nothing else. 
love him more than you do yourself, your wife, your children, your family members, your friends, you can't go wrong. You will have peace. But the world got you thinking, you got to have this, you got to travel first class, you got to go hiking. <laughs> Did you hear that hiking was the white man thing? Now they got to have, what well, they got to have diversity in hiking. <laughs> you know that's crazy. Black people don't even want to go hiking. And they don't want to swim. But we need diversity in hiking. And the people go for it. That's some of the dumbest stuff I ever heard. How are you going to put diversity in hiking when the people don't want to go hiking? I went hiking the other day. It was so white. All these white people, all these dogs. White people love dogs. They love the dogs, and when you come up on the dog, they act like it's a, another human being. White people love, they have thousands of dogs up there. I'm like, I'm not going to tell the blacks where I'm at. Because if black people find out about it, the dogs got to go. <laughs> but you got to overcome the world, guys and ladies. You got to overcome the world. And again, that spirit that's in the woman is not her. But it's a spirit, it's, a, it's literally an evil spirit that made a home in her, starting with Eve. But the father said, his son, and you can overcome it. And when the women overcome it, if they do get married and have children, they won't pass that spirit down to the children. They'll pass the spirit of love, which is of God. But you must be born. He would take that spirit away. We are spirits. And we are dealing with spirit. We're not dealing with individual. It's the thing that's in the individual. All right? So smoke on it. You smoke pot in the blue shirt. How about you? Uh, not since October 1st. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all that stuff will fall away when you have peace. It really will. Oh, last thing I want to tell you. Oh, the, uh, the uh, biblical question. What's the biblical question? Do most <clears throat> black people love God and love their neighbors as themselves? Do most black people love God and love their neighbor as themselves? Uh, let me ask the young man sitting in the corduroy jacket there. Oh, the jean jacket. Do most black people love God with all their heart, soul, and might, and their neighbor as themselves? I don't know. I'm sorry? I don't know. You don't know? No. Do you live in America? Yes. <laughs> Where do you live? Uh, you so, don't know for real? I don't know most black people. I, I the ones know. you know. <laughs> I have no idea. You, do you know one? Yes. Does that one love God with all their heart, soul, and might? I, I don't know. I never talk with them about it. Oh. Are you a Christian? No. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Are you an atheist? Yes. You're an atheist? Yes. What is that like to be an atheist? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so, atheists believe in Satan rather than God, right? No. What do they believe? Well, I, I don't believe in in any spiritual beings, I guess. Oh, you don't believe there's a 
Maybe I'm not an atheist. I don't know. I just don't believe in any spiritual beings. You don't believe there's a God or a Satan? Correct. Oh, I see. How did that happen to you? Um, I don't know that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there with all your life? Yes. And so are you close to your father? Yes. <clears throat> Have you always been close to him? Yes. So does he be, is he an atheist too? No. Well, what happened to you? I don't know. <laughs> does he know you're atheist? Yes. Wow. I wish you well, man. Thanks. <laughs> do you have love? Yes. Where do you get your values from? Um, I don't know. The world, I guess. From the world? Yeah. You get your values from the world? Yeah. And what are, what are those values? Um, I try to do the right thing. Do you do the right thing? I try to, yes. Do you do the right thing? Yes. You do the right thing? Mostly, mostly. You do the right thing. Well, no. I make mistakes, you know, I trip up, but uh, <laughs> I try to do the right thing. So any questions for me based on what you've heard already? No. No? All right. Good. Um, do, right here, I'm going to ask a black guy. Do black people love God with all their heart, soul, and might along with nothing else? Most, Most black people no. not all. No. no. And why do you say no? I mean, you could just the, you could just look at the decline of the culture, like the music, like the no shame, like the I mean, the no love, the like when they consider like somebody that wronged them, or I mean, it's it's just written all over the so-called culture, like you know, oh, okay. the culture is basically heartless, like the streets, the culture, all that stuff, it has no heart, no love whatsoever, Maybe. so. And wh what do you say? Do black people love God with all their heart? No, most, not all, not all, not all, but most. Do most black people love God with I all their heart? I hope so. That's, that's all I know. You hope so? I hope so. I hope ain't gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know I guess I don't know either. Well, no wonder. <laughs> no. You don't, you, how old are you? I'm going to be 58. Are you a Christian? Yes. And you, you, you don't know if most, not all, not all, not, but most black people love God or not? I know a lot that do. You do? Yeah. And what made you think they do? Uh, I, can, I can hear them and I can see them and they, we talk and that's about it. Oh, okay. But I can't, you know. Speak for everybody. <laughs> okay. Amazing. The reason I like asking white people this question because I know they're afraid to say. <laughs> You're going to be diverse if you say that. Yes, sir. Let me tell you one in a gray sweater and then I'll tell you. Do most black people love God with all their heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else? And their neighbor as himself? First, first thing that came to my mind, I, I didn't hear the question last, is this from last week? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear it until just now. First thing that came to my mind was uh, was just thinking about black-on-black -black crime. It's just through the roof and has been for a very yeah. long time, and nobody wants to talk about that. And that's that's absolute pure evidence that there's no love there. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate. And that's, Absolutely. that's not loving their neighbors, and that's obviously not loving God. Yes, sir. Raymond, you wanted to respond to that? That's why you had your hair? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> what com uh, comes down to 
whether most blacks love God and their neighbor themselves, I would have to say no. And why you say no? Because if they did, they wouldn't have a, they wouldn't know how to swallow their pride. If if they were able to do that, we they wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't bother her uh, passing the buck on everybody else but themselves. Yeah. Okay. Um, I say no as well. And, and what made me think of this? I forgot what made me think of it. But when I was growing up. We grew up under the Jim Crow law and all that kind of stuff. When I say under, meaning that it existed. But because most black people had love back then, they were not blaming people for their lives. They, they didn't think white people were superior to them. They didn't, uh, as you asked me about the signs, the color signs, those signs were there, but the blacks knew at that time they were there because the Demo- it was done by the Democratic Party. And most black people were Republicans at that time. And they knew that the, the Democrats didn't want them in the Democratic Party. And so they started the Republican Party. Some blacks and whites did. But the blacks were, were, they still knew that it was a spiritual battle between good and evil. And they knew there was good white folks of God and good black folks of God, bad white folks of God. And so they treated their neighbor as they would like to be treated. My parents would not have tolerated me treating white people bad or anyone bad, being all nasty and me and blaming, right? And, and so, as you were saying, that the, the crime, the fact that they are blaming other people for the lack of character in their lives, it indicates that they don't know God. Because if they knew God, if they had returned to the Father, they would not be blaming. They would know it's a spiritual battle. And that no one can stop you, especially in this country. Where you love was right with all your heart, soul, and might. No one can stop you. You're going to have your life, no matter what they think or say. But, and I want black people to know this because it's not about material things at all. It's not about racism. No such thing. Those are words to distract you from the truth. It's spiritual. It's either good or evil, right or wrong. And so I want black people to know this because they are getting, things are going out of control for them. While they think things are getting better, they are getting worse. And just because people won't tell you the truth, that doesn't mean you're getting better in your life. I would encourage all people to examine themselves so they can overcome this uh, spiritual battle between good and evil, whether you believe it or not. And I've noticed that all People who have not returned to their father have a bad relationship with their earthly father. They've been turned away from their earthly fathers. And if you don't love your earthly father, you cannot love God. If he's not the right kind of man for you to look up to or respect him, at least love him, don't be angry, you can't love God. So you got to return to the father. I was thinking about life the other day over the weekend. I remember as a kid, I wanted to be a son of God. I wanted to know, I had read in the Bible that if you're a son of God, you should have peace. You should have an amazing life, right? And I remember thinking as a kid, what is that like? I want to have an amazing life before I die. Who want to wait till they die to have a life? What the? That's no fun. And so God said we can have it here, right? <clears throat> and I remember thinking, I wonder what that's like. I want, I want to be a son of God before I die. Now I got a taste of it. It's amazing. And now I just want to know the fullness of it. What is like 
I want to know about life. Life is amazing for us, and I want to know the fullness of life because I think it's more than what we can ever imagine, and we can have it here on earth. We don't have to be worried. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to worry about what others think about us. We don't have to be going through all this suffering unnecessarily. It's all been taken care of, but until you return to your father and come out of the darkness of your imagination, you won't know that. So stop blaming Take responsibility, seek the kingdom of God and his right way, and all will be added. It's not about black and white. It's not about LGBTQ mess. And there's nothing that you cannot overcome. Whatever your vice is, you can overcome it, but you must return to the Father first. All right? So smoke on it. Do the silent prayer. James, anybody have any questions? Okay. <clears throat> do the silent prayer. Be still and know the Father. You could do your little hoop of the holiday if you want. Oh, Lord, help me. Right? You could do that. But be still and know the Father. And in the stillness, you can overcome all things. All thoughts are all lies all the time. I counsel with men and women around the world. It's the same thing. The anger and they're living in their head. They believe thoughts. All thoughts, all lies, all the time. And you are not your vices. The only thing that's wrong with you, you've been turned away from the Father, so you're living in darkness. And you're using other things to try to make yourself feel better. That's not who you are, though. You can overcome those things. All right? So think about it. It's a, you can suffer and die, or you can overcome. It's really up to you. Go forgive so you can drop the anger. And especially with men, any male that has any anger, is a woman. You're a female. You're a lady. <laughs> She's a lady. You're a lady. Men are logical. They are reasonable. They, they deal with stuff. They don't give in to things. All right? So think about it. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, any announcement, Hermes? We're having the ladies forum this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Every Thursday, Thursday night for ladies only. First Thursday night for men only, the first Thursday of the month. It's the third Thursday of the month for ladies. The Sunday's for everybody. So 7 o'clock, ladies. I got some good news for the ladies this Thursday. I hope y'all like me when I'm done, but we're going to have a real meeting. Yes, sir. It's done. Oh, thank you for the matching thing. It was taken care of. I appreciate it. Um... Any other announcement? Okay. Thank you all. It was amazing today. See you at the radio show tomorrow. Okay.